Lou, and I, and him. And guess what? Him ain't around. So, let's begin the show with... You are listening to WSQF 94.5. And nature, for sure. And then back to me. Lou, how the hell are you? Because you're so anxious to tell me about this uh, article you did. This article is my new American Spectator article, which I urge all you guys to please subscribe because it's a great magazine, conservative, cultural, political, and it, uh, there's great writing and great thinking involved. Please, and, and we're in the fight, and we need your help. So please subscribe and read great stuff. You mean you actually need help from the nation of ghouls who mm-hmm. voted themselves out of prosperity against, in 2020? Against the nation of ghouls. Against, against the, the nation of ghouls. Against the zombie apocalypse that's coming if we don't stop it. Now, you think they're not going to rig the election again? Oh, of course they are. That's why we have to so crush. So it has to be the landslide. Yeah, it's got to be a landslide. So and that they can't rig it. Yeah, The Trump thing is really... It's really disturbing. I mean, it it really is banana republic stuff, and and come on, man, it's a it's a complete racket. And it, and it's really sad because because he's got a recordings and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and it's, and it's really sad because you know I I just don't. He I, falls right into their trap. I don't think he can win, and and. And well, I don't guess think, what? Some of that sentiment. And I don't think he can be stopped. You know. Okay, at the same time, some of that sentiment. Uh, is part is ghoulish because you don't really know that, and yet you're saying it, and a lot of people are doing the same thing, and that's this whole administration was like that. It, so it, you've kind of can't beat them, join them mentality. I don't really agree with he can't win. It just it just made me sad that the, Ron DeSantis, who turned you know the only clear cut winner. In 2022, the only guy who came out swinging and because he cleaned the voter rolls here and in Florida, crushed everybody, and he should be way ahead. I mean, we have he's like a gift, you know, you know, and and they're just slowing him down. It's it's very depressing. Well, he comes across as a person who's already distanced himself from Trump. Conveniently, politically, people don't like that. People have to understand that Donald Trump is some lefty said it. He's a Republican consultant for, I think it was Mike Pence. I think so. I'm not going to name him because I don't remember the name. Right. But I remember being struck by what he said. And he said that Trump is a sentiment of up to hereness that he proved he was up to here. And guess what? We aren't. I'm a tech cruiser. I had to come a long way to say what I'm about to say. To beat the left, I knew it, Ted knew it, and Donald Trump did it. Yes. He yeah. was caustic, and you can abrasive, successful. So why don't you want him to continue fighting? Because there's, only one full, there's only one real reason why. Because you know he doesn't have eight, eight years to do it. Right. He's got and, four more years. And, and he lost, and he lost, and he... No, because you immediately... Assume the election was not rigged. No, I don't assume any such thing. He lost, and and DeSantis blowout. I mean, blowout. There's no. You can rig Florida all you want. That was a blowout. You know. 
every, and a sitting and a sitting governor. Ev, ev, everywhere, an ex sitting yeah. governor, and 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 he's a winner, and everything he's done. You know, and they're hitting him for the stuff that's great. The cultural stuff, the Disney, the everything. He's been like top of the top of the game. And uh and yeah, um, But and Trump Trump is Plus a, he's holding hands with a bunch of the people that that sentiment despises. Trump Trump is a bumbler and unfortunately, I mean, he was great until COVID and then utter total collapse you know he just and and it, you know I, again a lot of it wasn't his fault no one's ever been attacked like that no one has you know no one has yeah, with the bio warfare that was yeah yeah no yeah politically but he picked that fight politically lying the <laughs> big tech canceling him just so why so why don't you he can't do it he can't he doesn't have it he doesn't have it anymore but why are you condoning what they did to him by voting I'm for not, the other guy i'm not condoning it this other guy can clean up the town better than trump can trump's responsible for a lot of the filth that came in you know a lot of the people that brought him down the generals Millie and uh, and Barr and all those guys those were trump guys and they destroyed him you know uh, Bolton. Well, he didn't really pick Millie. It, it, uh, yeah, it, the other guy. What was his yeah. name? Uh, Mad Dog. Yeah, Ma- yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy was his guy. Yeah, Millie was just standing in line at, uh, after. Mad Dog was bad too. Everybody he picked. He picked. You know, everybody he picked was bad. He, no, everybody he picked hated his guts. Yeah. No, right. And you can't. I mean, yeah. why does everybody have such contempt for a very successful it, man? Yeah, because because we're not successful. And no, but the um, average schmo but, just but isn't they're swamp creatures. You know, Trump was kind of a swamp creature, but he he came out of it. You know, well, why why was he call him a swamp creature? Because he paid these guys a lot of money to get his shit going. Yeah, it, I, 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 I look. Ship, DeSantis, get DeSantis, the ship going. The ship. DeSantis is 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 just great. I mean, war guy, military. Yeah, he's your prototypical he, Republican just, president. Just perfect. Just perfect. Eisenhower revisited. Has exactly hasn't stumbled, and he and he should be like way way ahead. And it, it really it, it when I look at the polls, well, of course this uh, this these attacks on Trump are helping him, you know. Um, even I, I wrote an article about that, you know. Everybody should support him against this evil, you know, the corruption of this government and the. But what what better way than to landslide his victory? He can't do it. He, well, they let the can't. Cur- but let the country fail then. Statistically, no, no, we have a guy there who they'll vote the for. The country's failing already. We have already. a guy who the indep- let it hit rock the bottom. The let it hit rock bottom then. The independence. We've, we're already at rock bottom. We can't survive. We can't survive another two years of this. Are you kidding me? I, I think, Are you we, kidding I think me? we can't. But oh, mm. you want to crush the Democratic Party or not? No, we no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Walsh on the Daily Wire, who's brilliant. You know, I you know. Uh, he's he's a brilliant guy. He said something today that, as as you know, has made so much sense. He says, you know, what we need. First of all, I'm a one issue voter. He said, and the issue is winning. We have to win in t- next year. We have to because the country. We, we said that in the Romney campaign, and we it, lost. It, he says we, it's been said before, and you know there were there were things. In its favor, but this time, this time with this government, this FBI, this military, this Department of Justice, IRS, yeah, this time it it's real, and we win today, you know, or or, or or we never win. And he says, and when we win, this is the interesting part. 
when we win, we have to do mutual assured destruction. Mad. They started it. You're going to tell me that DeSantis is going to start prosecuting Comey? Yes. Yes. Rothstein? Yes. Yes. No question. No. He, he's the only guy who threw the only murky guy in Florida, that prosecutor. DeSantis kicked his butt and slapped him. He was, but he was a chump. Uh, anyway, he's a little ag chump. Yeah, yeah, and 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 oh, the, and the other guy, the FBI guy, what's his name? Comey, uh, huh? Comey? No, no, not him. The the, the guy who uh, Rostin, huh? From the DOJ. The guy, no, the FBI guy who's in there now. What's his name? Oh, uh, Christopher Ray. Yeah, Ray. Yeah, what the that, that guy? He's just again in, standing in line. He's Trump, just in, he's another Trump, he's another Comey. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah, and it, Trump let him uh, let him go come to the FBI. The, 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 what the, was it about Trump that didn't take that seriously what they were doing to him? The FBI has to be burned down and salted. Well, maybe he's trying his way to do this. And the Pentagon. How do we know that Trump isn't actually uh, inciting this indictment just for father for father? Trump doesn't, have, Trump doesn't have it. He's too old. He stumbled. He's he's fixated on the wrong things. He doesn't understand the culture, the culture the way DeSantis did. That speech about Memorial Day was one of the most and you know and it was and, and it was only, only a warrior and, that experienced war can say it. And it wasn't stirring oratory. It was just matter of fact, common sense patriotism. And that's you no. Know, it's not like uh, you know, make America great again. You know. No, it's just boom. Now, do you feel that it impacted the way you wrote your article today? Oh, God, yes. Today? Yeah. You know the one that came out today? Oh, the one that came out today? No, that, 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 I'm, that, I'm also... Forgive the prelude. I'm going to try to play it. I'm also a critic, you know. I'll read it. It's better than... No, you actually, this guy actually says it better than you do. No, I I don't know. You sound too Cuban. (laughs) Here we go. Let's see if I can play it. If I can't play it, you'll read it. Watch. The Simple Art of Marlowe. Holly woke swoons in the presence of Neil Jordan and Philip Marlowe. The AI doesn't mean understand. A man must go who is not himself um, mean, who is neither tarnished I, I, nor afraid. I do have the power to pause if you want to elaborate on something. Uh, but if you're interrupting your article, okay, you're sounding ahead. like a schmo. Go ahead. This is about f- a new movie just came out about Philip Marlowe, who's a you know iconic detective created by Raymond Chandler in the 1930s. Okay, here we go then. And you compare it to. Well, he are, was. Are you just developing this? Yeah, the politics he, behind the movie or non? Well, the the, the 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 books are legendary. The books are the not only are they the best de- detective fiction you can find, they're great American literature among the best. And okay. that was Raymond Chandler. Okay, he is the hero. He is everything. He must be a complete man and a common man, and yet an unusual man. He must be. To use I, a rather I, I withered do phrase, because a, lot of a man of first honor. Person. He must the be the best man in person. his world and a good enough man okay. for any world. Raymond Chandler, the simple... American Spectator. Uh, hello? I'm just playing it again. Stop interrupting. The audience is pissed off. They're going to come through the door and beat you to the pulp. <laughs> They're dying to hear your prose. Okay. Hello? You don't have to explain it to him because then what would happen to the reader? He needs to be explained too? No. Philip Marlowe is a detective in, in famous detective stories, correct? Yes, correct. You made that very clear. Yes. Hold your horses for six minutes. <laughs> they woke swoons in the presence of Neil Jordan and Philip Marlowe. Down these mean streets a man must go who is not himself mean, who is neither tarnished nor afraid. He is the hero. He is everything. 
He must be a complete man and a common man and yet an unusual man. He must be, to use a rather weathered phrase, a man of honor. He must be the best man in his world and a good enough man for any world. Raymond Chandler, The Simple Art of Murder The last man I expected to see coming out of Hollywood was Philip Marlowe. After all, he represents everything the modern entertainment industry and its metrosexual purveyors despise, a tough, self-sufficient, macho yet chivalrous white man. Before re-encountering him on screen, I thought maybe I wouldn't recognize him. That maybe he'd been muted into a sensitive asexual mope like his most famous descendant, a Ooh, certain British secret agent. Or that he'd appear lost amid societal it? changes which devalue masculinity, like a beloved archaeologist no. adventurer in his upcoming fifth movie. To my pleasant surprise, the new Marlowe is as Chandler-esque as ever, perceptively embodied by a too old yet still vital Liam Neeson in Neil Jordan's excellent new film, Marlowe. I'm an extreme fan of the title hero and lifelong devotee of his creator, Raymond Chandler, a tough guy in print and life. As a screenwriter accustomed to getting endless notes on a project, I often long to react with my favorite quote of his, put all comments on the check. But then I don't have a Marlowe to fall back on, or screen credits like Double Indemnity and Strangers on a Train. Still, I thought Holly Woke would have the last laugh on the author as it had on Ian Fleming. Refreshingly, Neeson plays Marlowe exactly as Chandler wrote him, hard, sharp, gallant, and able to navigate a dark underworld without being tainted. In one exemplary scene, Marlowe turns down the seductive advance of a gorgeous client, Diane Kruger, and tells her the reason. Because I'm in your employ. Because you're half my age. Because you're so beautiful, I'd lose my bearings. This simple exchange contains three elements seemingly beyond the comprehension, let alone ability, of most contemporary filmmakers. First, a Caucasian couple, the movie takes place in 1939 liters.a. But that wouldn't stop a typical new production from forced minority inclusion, see Queen Cleopatra. Second, feminine beauty and sensuality, the shocking notion that a woman's power over men could actually derive from her looks and their application rather than physical prowess, again see Queen Cleopatra. And third, a, toxic, Mill putting his code of honor above base instinct. This was all the more welcome since Marlowe had once before been subjected to the man out of his time scenario, in Robert Altman's Misguided, overrated the long goodbye, 1973. At the time, Altman had established his reputation with impressive countercultural twists on two major movie genres, the war picture, MASH, 1970, and the western, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, 1971. So, Deconstructing the detective film seemed like the logical next step. And what better hero to reimagine than the most famous private eye of all, one previously well played by the quick-witted likes of Dick Powell, Murder, My Sweet, 1944, Humphrey Bogart, The Big Sleep, 1946, Robert Montgomery, Lady in the Lake, 1946, George Montgomery, The Brasher Dubloon, 1947, and James Garner, Marlowe, 1969. Altman's Marlowe, the unprepossessing Elliot Gould, spends the movie wandering around hippie-heavy L.A. as if in a daze himself. The Long Goodbye performed poorly at the box office and broke Altman's streak, though critics have been trying to upgrade its reputation ever since. Fortunately, the durable king of film noir, Robert Mitchum, successfully took over the Marlowe role two years later in The Sublime Farewell, My Lovely, then again in The Big Sleep, 1978. In a touch of show business irony, the writer-director who brought real man-hero Philip Marlowe back to the big screen after 45 years, Neil Jordan, made the first major film on transgenderism back in 1992, The Crying Game. Yet, somehow, Marlowe's white masculinity seems more shocking today than J. Davidson's biracial femininity did back then. 
three decades of anti-male feminism and political correctness in Hollywood fair caused an old-fashioned mystery to appear radical. Being a superior work of art, Jordan's Marlowe achieves inclusivity the correct way, from the story, not by quota. Adewale Akinue Ogbaje scores as a gangster's black driver henchman, Cedric, who is also a film aficionado. He and Marlowe bond out of survival need rather than woke expediency, and his race becomes the catalyst for a jarring and satisfying scene. The chemistry between Nisan and Akinue Ogbaje elevates the picture. In a recent article here, I noted how a staple female character type, the femme fatale, had vanished from the screen as a politically incorrect embarrassment to Hollywoke mavens. A knowledgeable auteur like Neil Jordan understood that no respectable film noir, especially one featuring Philip Marlowe, could work without one. And Diane Kruger fills that bill beautifully. Femme Equally fatale. impressive are Jessica Lange's marvelous transition from leading lady to matriarchal dragon lady, Cole Meany as Marlowe's cop buddy, Alan Cumming as the gangster, and, especially and intentionally, Danny Houston, almost channeling his legendary director Father John's chilling performance in Chinatown. How much Marlowe stands out from the tiresomely liberal art culture can be readily seen in the blurb for the forthcoming Spencer novel. The late creator of Boston Pie Spencer, Robert B. Parker, always credited Chandler and Marlowe as the inspiration for his best-selling novels. And the Chandler estate rewarded Parker by authorizing him to complete Chandler's unfinished Marlowe novel, Poodle Springs, plus a sequel to The Big Sleep, Perchance to Dream. Author Ace Atkins inherited the Spencer series, and his upcoming book has the hero basically bodyguarding an a copy. Since her first grassroots run, she's used to the antipathy and intimidation women of color often face when seeking power. AOC. the blurb to Bye Bye Baby. It doesn't take long for Spencer to cross paths with an extremist group called the Minutemen, pushing an agenda of white supremacy and toxic masculinity. Good God. I say read or reread Chandler's Marlowe books instead. Or see Marlowe. So... For those who haven't seen all those movies that you apparently can recall, <laughs> damn, I'm one of those people. So, give us like Cliff Note version, more consistent with what's going on today. For those who haven't seen all those movies, you compare. Well, the, there are a series of brilliant, brilliantly, wonderfully written books. Uh, Dashiell Hammett and Raymond Chandler changed the detective genre from these blue blood, you know, intellectual sleuths, you know, kind of like aristocratic guys to guttural American men, you know, real guys wandering the streets like the like the the patch that they read at the opening, you know, a, a, a guy who's can walk down the mean streets without being mean, you know, and right. and and. And well, that everybody keep their distance. And that we're you we're used to it now because you know there's been years of movies <clears> and Maltese Falcon, but but at at one point that did not exist, you know. So Raymond Chan Dashiell Hammett first, then you know, Dashiell Hammett wrote the, the Maltese Falcon and the Thin Man. Then came Raymond Chandler, and he introduced this guy Philip Marlowe, who's perfect. I mean, just. A- everything a man's came, man. Everything came together. Yes, a man's man, but and, and and macho. But in in his one of his first books, he's looking at a painting of a of a dragon and Saint George fighting the dragon, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, he understands. He empathizes with that saving the maiden. You know, fighting a dragon to save the maiden. You know, and and, and in fact, that is what he does. So." The books were, you know, huge. I mean, huge. So they made a, the first movie of it was uh, called Farewell, My Lovely. 
And I don't know who's interested in, in movie lore. I, I, I love talking about it because, you know, I'm a Hollywood guy. And we, that's, that's the moment that we miss the radio socialist who can right. debate this more than I can. Right. Well, he, Dick, Dick Powell, the actor Dick Powell, was a very popular musical star from these early Warner Brothers musicals, which were kind of dying out. And he, you know, he's known for singing and dancing and hoofing. But he, he was given a chance to do a dramatic role, and he chose Philip Marlowe in a uh, movie version of Farewell, My Lovely, which the studio changed to Murder, My Sweet. And it was a big hit, and Powell nailed it. I mean, you know, and he, he made the jump from goofy musical guy, and you know, he was very good, to like hard-boiled noir guy, Philip Marlowe. Then Bogart did it in The Big Sleep. Bogart became a big star as a private eye, Sam Spade, in The Maltese Falcon, which I think you, even you have seen, right? No, I haven't. Excuse me. No, I have not. Um, <coughs> please excuse me. Only I can sneeze and cough in the show, okay? So then, you know. So he became, and then Casablanca, and he became a monster star. Then the war ended, and he was, you know, he, he had this, this hot, this hottie. Uh, girlfriend, now wife, uh, uh, Lauren Bacall. And they did a movie together, Philip Marlowe in The Big Sleep. And again, they're different interpretations of the ca- of the same character. It's like Roger Moore and Sean Connery, you know. It's the same character, different. One's a goofball, the other guy's a hard-ass, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, you know, Bogart nailed it, then uh, Robert Montgomery nailed it, and then Another Montgomery. I, I finally watched the movie. No, it's not as good, but he did good. And then James Garner in the late 60s, 69, in pre, pre-Rockford Files. Uh, the movie's not very good, but he, of course, is excellent. And no, and became a, the, the leading contender for the Rockford Files. Yeah, well, he was, he, he was a TV star, Maverick, who became a movie star, The Great Escape, you know, uh, you know The Great Escape and other, other movies. Who his movie career, you know, wore, wore down, and he became a TV actor again. And finally, Marlowe was one of his last big movies, which didn't do that well because it's not very good. Although it does have Bruce Lee in it. No way. Yeah, with hair. Yeah, Bruce Lee was hair actually destroying uh, Marlowe's office. Like <laughs> he actually does a kick of the lamp. <laughs> he does a. High kick of the lamp is pretty amazing. Wow. But, but anyway, uh, and then in the 70s came this, Robert Altman, you all know him. He did MASH, which was a big hit before the TV series. Yeah, I would never have perceived him as a detective hard-ass. Right, well, Elliot Gould, and he wasn't, and, and the movie's not very good. People, people try to, you know, just, but, but then Robert Mitchum, who'd been around since the 40s, Came in in the seventies, you know, old, and, and he played Marlowe, and he just he nailed it. Farewell, my lovely, and then that was it. There was one other movie was Mitchum, and there was an HBO series, but then finally, after like forty years, uh, a new Marlowe, Liam Neeson. You know, again, there's another actor who found a niche as a tough guy after Taken, but most of his movies after Taken were, were crap, including all the Taken. You know, two and three and four, but so he, but he's a good actor and he was old and he uh, he did it. You know now it, bring us to today. Yeah, you're making those comparisons. Well, 
because we long for that in well, our society well, today. The, the thing is, the the early Marlowe's, the movies, the the, the books, you know, were, were were wonderful. The movies were in the zeitgeist that the that the the books had established. They they uh, accustomed the American public to tough guy, hard boiled detectives. You know, the John and, Wayne syndrome. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, more like more like Bogart, and you know, okay, smooth, yeah, yeah, smooth, Montoya. and that became yeah, that be that became the norm. So the movies, the movies covered that. So even by the time Marlowe came out, 19, the the James Garner version, nineteen sixty nine, that was like hippies, and you know. And psychedelic and stuff like that, but people were still used to a tough guy, cool, a uh, Marlowe. Then in the early seventies, kind of in the decline of the hippie, you, know, the, the, you remember the early seventies? There was just a weird kind of lost, a lost decade, a lost de- or the early seventies were kind of like a lost haze. Yeah, everybody anti-establishment, yeah. everybody hated and government. And Not that it's changed now, but. And Altman, Robert Altman, was the perfect director for that time because it it was unstructured, kind of like, you know, dark, available light, not even studio lights, available light, shooting it, you know, kind of, the main action is like part of, like if if there's a restaurant scene with two people talking, you hear all the other people talking too, and you you actually have to focus on, you know, as if you were in a real restaurant, yeah. and and you know it, it doesn't it doesn't work. But Altman, you know, kind of patented it, and by the time he did uh, uh, the uh, what's the, what's the movie uh, the Long Goodbye, which is a famous book, the, a great Marlowe book, but it's a crappy movie. I mean, and yeah, a lot of times movies don't don't that are adapted. From but books. but Altman said, you know, when you think of Marlowe, the last guy you think of. Uh, nobody listening to us probably even remembers Elliot Gould. I would say that's correct. But Mash made him a big star. You know, the, he was the Alan Alda role. He was in the movie that was that was him. That was Elliot Gould. Now you uttered the word AOC. Yeah. Because because of what? Okay. The that, that's what it, that's what I had to read. One of the disciples of Raymond Chandler and Philip Marlowe was this writer called Robert B. Parker. Robert Parker, you know, very good writer, uh, dead now, but in the in the early 70s, he created this Marlowe-esque private eye. Marlowe was in L.A. Um, Parker created Spencer. Now, there was a very good TV series in the 80s called Spencer for Hire, which you may or may not remember. I've heard about it. Yeah, it, 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 was a great, it was a great show, and I, and I read all the books, and the books were really well written, and he gave full credit to, you know, Chandler. I mean, Chandler was the guru to all of us. You know, I'm writing, I'm writing one now. I'm, I'm a novelist, you know. I'm writing my first detective thriller, which, of course, borrows heavily from Marlowe. Now, when you say borrow heavily from style or nuance or suspense, everything, 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 the style, you know, the the writing of the the writing of Raymond Chandler, uh, you know, this this is this is getting murky, and this is where we're going to. Everybody knew when Chandler was writing, it was a very I 
I'll use the word sexist because it's yeah, it's, man. it's a shortcut. You know, so when he describes a blonde, you know, a blonde walks into his office, Ch- Ch- Chandler, yeah, but Chandler being a genius, he wrote, he says, Ch- yeah, and then in she walked. She was a blonde, a blonde that would make a bishop kick a hole in a stained glass window. Woo! That's how he writes, you know, that, and nobody writes like that. You no know? one. No, it's you know, very cocky, yeah, very yeah, bold. Just, and, and so when you get there, you go, yeah, now, very few people even with that as an example can do it you know sometimes if i come up with a line in my book I'm, whoa you know no and today it's called creepy right <laughs> it's terrible man it's terrible so so and women are starting to get it that oh no they no the, the chivalry is gone we're get we're getting no we're we're, we're getting there i, I i'm going to make mean a, the return we're, or I'm, getting worse i'm getting I'm, I'm making a point about that so so robert parker created spencer and it was a huge success. I mean, the Spencer books were bestsellers. Then the TV show came along and made the books even more popular. TV show went off, but the books continued. The TV series went off in like 88. The, 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 anyway, he died about 10 years ago, Parker. But the books were so successful that the publisher hired this other guy to, you know, about 15 years ago. Hired this other guy, Ace Atkins, to write the book. Now, uh, Spence Parker was a Boston guy. You can't live in Massachusetts and be very conservative, you know. So, so you get, you start getting in that even art, even artists have to make a decision in their art. But nothing, the part I read, which which you read, which I'll reread. So, the new Spencer book, the brand new Spencer book, he's guarding. Uh, uh, Spencer has to guard this Latina liberal congresswoman, Massachusetts. You know, it's obviously it's obviously AOC. So, and so you 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 know the guys who like Marlowe and even Spencer. How about the people who like AOC? I think she's hot. Right, but the people that like AOC aren't going to like Spencer yet. You know, aren't going to like this hard boiled tough guy. You know. You know uh, in 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 the Marlow school, but the the writer can't help but put Spencer in defense of this girl who would actually hate him. You know, you know, yeah, would have hated him, right? So, if, but would have felt protected by them. So, so if you look at the book jacket of the new Spencer book coming out, which you know, I I, I usually read them, but they're they're getting feminist and woke and pathetic. You know, so so I'm not going to read this, but. Anyway, uh, I'll reread on the blurb. Blah blah blah. Spencer has to defend Congresswoman uh, AOC. I, I, Alejandra Careta, whatever the her, the name. You know, it's obviously her. You know, and she doesn't like it because since her first grassroots run, she's used to the antipathy and intimidation women of color often face when seeking power. This is the book blurb. You know, you know. This is the book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you said it's it's in the it's in the jacket. Okay, so okay, so it's bad enough that he's guarding AOC. That's bad enough. But you know, you you could I or some other writer could have had fun with this liberal AOC chick, depending on this tough guy to protect her. You know, when push comes to shove, apart from our talk and banned guns and all that stuff, it would take a tough guy with a gun. To save her hide, right? So you would think that that would be the way to go, you know, against some lunatic. But because this is 
leftist culture, the rest of it is says, it doesn't take long for Spencer to cross paths with an extremist group called the Minutemen, pushing an agenda of white supremacy and toxic masculinity. Now, obviously, white supremacists and Spencer and Marlowe are considered toxic masculine men, you know? So this is bullshit, you know? This, I'm, I'm, it's just a ship going out to sea. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, bullshit, bro. This is bullshit, and 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 so it's fascinating that the leftist culture has hit a point where it's devouring itself. You know, the guy inherits this private eye in the Marlowe school. I hope the audience is is following. I, I'm hope I'm expressing myself. Well, well you I, what you probably are more accomplished at is getting them to buy these books. Because a lot of people who haven't read, like the, mine, the Marlowe books, yes, this you almost want to go and buy them. This atrocity that I just read about Spencer protecting AOC from white supremacists and toxic, you know, that yeah, no, spare yourself that. I, okay, you know. so so we're going to spare ourselves uh, the wokeification of the tough guy. So when Marlowe came along, the movie, I expected something like this. You know, I expected to see. Uh, a Hollywoodish, uh, Hollywood eyes. The same thing they've done to Bond. I don't know if anybody is a Bond fan, and if they're a Bond fan that saw the new Bond movie by Daniel Craig. Who I'm sorry, Lame. I'm sorry, is an embarrassment to Bond. You know. Yeah, he's it's Hollywood woke Bond. Some of it may not be his fault. Casino Royale. No, but a poor casting. Casino Royale was a okay. Was a good movie with him. I, I think uh, Roger was as blonde as you can get. Right. But going total uh, blonde kind of. But Roger. Blonde's a dark hair. But but Roger at least was not politically correct. He was not. He was not as sharp and tough and and good as as Connery. But at least you know he would make the cracks about women, you know, and and, and you know. Well, she most, yeah. yeah, you know. By the time we get to Pierce Brosnan and the Chinese eh. girl in Hong Kong, you're you know you're you're you've lost it. All right. Well, let's just gravitate now to, since we're both of Cuban heritage. I said a long time ago, I've repeated it on the show, that I saw the Chinese infiltration of Cuba as its number one priority. Not Taiwan. Now that it's in the news today, don't you find it odd that not even Marco Rubio is willing to identify the fact that these these facilities have been operational for quite some time? What makes you think that America can continue its insolence uh, and dissonance towards communism in Cuba as if it's millions of miles away? Because... Because uh, it means we have to go in. By the way, this is finally working for me. It, it, it hasn't been working. Well, it could be it's in conflict with your hearing aid or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. I can't tell you. Well, um, interesting thing. Remember, if you hit it with your knee, no. it, you might throw it off. We're talking about a girl that's here. Uh, she's, you know, we have her under the table. You know, we're, mo- you know, misogynists. You know what I mean? You know, There's like, no girl here. Yes, there is. Her name is Lila. Unfortunately, she's a dog. Oh, a little, a little cute dog. And yeah, she was. She's a girl. She's a dog, baby. Yeah, baby. What's up? I'm four. <laughs> Damn. Let's get all the women well, annoyed all at once. Okay. Here we um, go. It, you know, it, it doesn't matter because 
the the Cuban government and China have the full support of the Biden administration. So nothing. I mean, the, the, literally, the what 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 took place here a month ago that balloon was literally a trial balloon. Yeah, to see if it communicated with the base in Cuba. And that, no, to see what Biden would do. And what Biden would do is let it take snap, you know, pictures and intelligence of every missile base in America. And, you know, every secret. So now they're going, hey, they're not going to do anything about Cuba. And Cuba, the only, the only chance Cuba had was a second term for Trump. You know, and and he was. They were starting to move that way against Venezuela and Cuba, but now it's. Just, I believe they moved the Fifth Fleet out into the Gulf. That was a, that's a monster fleet out there. Right. I don't know if that's if that fleet is now in harbor. I like to think it's still out in the water. No. Because one of the things that Biden uh, successfully has done is kept Trump's tax cuts and tariffs on China. Quietly. <laughs> he hasn't changed those two things, even though he made us energy dependent again. And he pretty much squashed the gas industry and therefore ruined our country, basically. Here, here's, the, here's the other problem, is that our military, under this administration, I mean, look, look what just happened today with the, the pride flags, you know, in the, in, in the White House. I mean, the con- some concern. How about the United Nations? Yeah, it's no, also the, the, all pride flag. The United Nations is 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 yeah is is gay. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and and the White you hear House, that, folks? I got I got tremendous cough going on. Here. And the White House today is gay, but 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 still, you you would think that they would have a semblance of you know traditionalist knowledge about you know what how to praise something and how not. And this is just. In your face, down your throat, woke, you know, LGBTQ baloney. Now, do you think in in Hollywood uh, uh, method or tactics, you think at the last minute uh, Biden gets rid of Kamala and brings in Newsom and then says he's not going to run because of health reasons? I I don't care. I mean, seriously. Well, that that could be an easy victory for the left, based on your how you started the show that Trump can't win and all that. Yeah, but 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 Newsom. I mean, you, you, look, America America's in bad bad. You know, the look Trump Trump should have won, but enough people. Hi, I mean, the, the the pandemic and hiding Biden because of the pandemic, you know, it was just a perfect storm. And the FBI covering up yeah, the laptop? It, it, it was a perfect storm of stuff that, you know, and... and it worked. Right, it completely worked. But but we know, haven't done anything about mail-in ballots. But Valley. Newsom, I mean, when, when, I look at, when I look at Biden's uh, approval, I mean, in reality... Don't you think the Democrats are blind enough to just the, vote for the, Newsom blindly? The fact that he's in the 40s... Shows you how what a sad shape America is in, you know, that he's not in the th- low 30s, you know, approval. I would say in the teens. No, but it's not, it's not there anymore. It's, you know, we have a seriously flawed, sick country, you know, and, 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 and it, ha- it has to be rectified. What Marco called last night the decade of decadence. It, decades it, it, of it, decadence. The, the, the decadence is just part of it. it it's a, as we know, it, it's an attack on everything, every tradition that made this country special and unique. For what particular outcome? Because, it, first of all, 
hatred, first of all, sheer hatred to what they can't build. And you see it in Hollywood. You, you see it in Hollywood when, again, the people, this is funny, the people that have destroyed James Bond, that have made him this woke caricature, could never have created him, you know? Yeah. It, took an Ian Flem- it took an Ian Fleming to borrow from Raymond Chandler, you know? Ian, let me, let me just go back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, how does Ian Fleming come up with Bond? And I'll tell you. Ian, when Ian Fleming wanted to write, he was a spy. He was a, you know, he was a spy in the World in War the Brit- II. A British spy. A British spy in World War II. You know, he, he helped the Alex. So he the, knew the lexicon and the tactics. Right. But when he wanted to write novels, there was no... He, he loved he loved Philip Marlowe. He loved Sam Spade. He loved Mickey Spillane, you know, Mike Hammer, you know. And there were no counterparts to that in England. They were all Lord Peter Whimsey or Hercule Poirot or, you know, all these, like, a feat. I mean, very entertaining, very great sleuth, but he, there was no womanizing. It was unheard of. Straight uh, whiskey drinking. But not in America. Fortunately, at that time, any Englishman could read American literature and vice versa. That is before they started going back and, you know, cutting and changing the actual works of Ian Fleming and all these guys. Okay, so... So, Ian Fleming had the brilliant idea. I love these guys. I'm in England. I'm a spy. I'm an ex-spy. How about a spy who's like as tough as woman, as sexist as you know, m- you know, as as hard ass as these guys? And he did it. I mean, nobody. He was the first. James Bond came out of nowhere and and was just. Uh, you know, it took a while to catch on. It took a while for all these guys to catch on. But in the very first book, Casino Royale, nobody had, nobody had seen anything like this. It's about, first of all, Fleming loved gambling also. And, you know, nobody plays Baccarat anymore. In fact, when they did, when they did the Daniel Craig Casino Royale picture, they changed it to poker. You know, even though it doesn't have the same, you know, the same flavor, and uh, continental uh, uh, class, but 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 the, the the point is, at the very end of the book, Casino Royale, you know, he's kind of he's hooked up with this girl. Turns she turns out to be a spy, and and she's killed. She's killed not by Bond by another guy. And Bond gives, the very last line is Bond giving a report to London headquarters, right? To, and he says, "Oh, we don't have to worry about it. The bitch is dead." <laughs> And yeah, why why cry over spilled milk? Right, right. right. <laughs> but but so so eventually it exploded with the movies, right? No, not quite the movies. In 1963, in 1961, they published a list of John F. Kennedy's reading list, the top ten books on his reading list, and one of them was a book. That nobody had heard of, called "From Russia with Love." Oh Lord! And people said, "What the hell is this?" You know, and you know, back then books were amazing, so people looked it up, and it was a, and it was a Bond book that Kennedy was reading, and that's when it exploded, and that's when the movies took off, and that you know, and and that's why you fell in love with John F. Kennedy, you 
you pimp. <laughs> you, it's, it's amazing to me, from my camp, how the media seems to differentiate the left with the radical left when they're together, not apart. No, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. So here's something that just came out, Manny. This has gone viral. Talk for a minute and I'll find it. Okay, and you want me to talk about the, the very fact that you and I can't really duke it out with the left when the left is not at all defined? I mean, what the hell? What the hell? The left has always been communists. They don't uh, acknowledge it. They don't admit it. But everybody I know who's a lefty loves the same thing communists love. Use the same tactics, campaign the same way, and then incorporate a bunch and pass a bunch of laws, incorporate a bunch of rules, create a huge bureaucratic state. And what really differentiates, differentiates them, different, what the hell with that word, them from your classical communists? Well, you know, tanks, Trotsky, total uh, slave state. Hello, you can enslave a society in the manner in which we are enslaved. Didn't they shut down our schools? Didn't they shut down our churches? Didn't they tell us we had to have vaccines to get on a plane? Didn't they completely uh, destroy the legal system where nobody could even go to trial for a whole year? All the court dockets were shut down. Government was shut down. My God, that's totalitarianism. And they used the pandemic as the excuse. What makes you think that the Republicans in power for the last 75 years could have pulled that off? It wasn't happening. People have to acknowledge something they never even studied or figured out. The Democratic Party, in one way or another, has had the right to filibuster the Republican Party since 1911. Okay? And they've enjoyed 11 filibusters in those years. Okay. That's why this country is sitting like a duck, waiting for an enemy to attack it, and we can't attack back because we don't have a standing army that's willing to fight anymore, and we're going to have to have a military draft. We're going to have our kids and our kids' kids will have to go to military college before graduating high school. And that's a damn fact. So hold your horses, hold your hats. It's coming. Because the only thing that's going to save our youth today is for them to all go to boot camp before they graduate high school, male and female. That's how out of control American society is. Very good. Very good. And thank you. So uh, what I was looking for, and I was hoping I could play it, and you could could probably figure it out. What site is it? Well, it's gone. It's gone viral. It's just go on TikTok, and it's gone viral. You can, uh, you, you I, I'm not. She's uh, well, She's got a podcast. I've got. I've got a paywall. I, I've got a paywall on the New York Times. Do, do you? Do you? I, I don't. I don't subscribe to the New York Times. Right. And 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 uh, and other. All things. the paywalls and stuff are not on this computer. Well, the uh, I, I wish because everyone is talking about it, and, and what's it called? Well, I'm. T- uh, if I could just find a video of okay, is it on YouTube? Because that way I can get it. Ah, God, uh, paywalls everywhere. And uh, okay, because uh, we can play it if you give me YouTube. 
Yeah, she's on YouTube. Okay, if well, I, give me her search number there. You're taking way too th- long. This has gone. This has gone viral. Millions of people. They couldn't tell on Blink Radio. Right now, it's gone slow mo. Mi- millions of people are. I I I I'll, I'll have to I'll have to read it because it, it will okay, take. Okay, go for it. Um, okay, so she posted this thing. She's a liberal girl, and she's whining about how lame liberal men are, and how you know she she wants lip she 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 hates conservatives, but she says they're the only real men around, and and she she wants to maintain her you know. A, uh, her, her her agency, yeah, oh, feminism, right? But and you got to have men that appreciate it, not a bunch of girly girls. So yeah, so God, it, but but everybody is is running with it. Uh, I saw a little snippet of it. Someone sent me something, right, that. right, and uh, it was a it was a tiny snippet, and most women had to agree that that was the damn truth. Now. Silence is consent in our society. And considering that the average Joe doesn't want to put up a fight, the average Joe doesn't want to tell their left-wing neighbor to stop voting the way they vote because it's not working, uh, the left will constantly are able to win elections just simply saying, oh, not enough money was spent on it. (laughs) Not enough money was dedicated to it. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) <clears throat> Today, I got another instance of Obamacare hitting me in the face. Ah, can we, can, can, before we go there, can we, can we? Uh, no, you're taking too long. Okay, okay. This girl shared her dating story. I'll, I'll read this is from, the, sorry, the Fox News website because I can't get to Ooh, the, I can't get to the original. Now we're part of the cult. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh. It, it's see a, how, it's see, a how, see how the left has got us yeah, playing fu- that game. It's a, because the New York Times and all these guys are, are, are they suck, uh, and you guys keep on using them and quoting them and everything. In Fox News reporting today, we have a, a poll that says, "Stop quoting the New York Times. We've discredited it day in and day out." All right, so she went. She went. She went on TikTok, and it was just it went beyond viral. I mean, millions. Imagine just complaining. About something, and it just boom picked up and yeah, yeah, it's almost luckily all over all over the world. She opened the video talking about one of the saddest about quote one of the saddest realizations I've ever had. As a liberal woman, it is really hard to find a man who is willing to play the more traditional masculine role in the relationship in today's day and age who is not a conservative. A man who wants to pay on the first date, who wants to open your notice the 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 hierarchy here. Who wants to pay first, then you can be a man. Who wants to open your door? Who has that want and desire to take care of you and to provide? But I can't find one who is not a conservative. The girl's hot, by the way. The girl's cute, you know. As she spoke, text appeared at the top of the video, revealing some of her skating critiques of the men she's been running into. She wrote. All these men want to split the bill on the first date. Yeah, let's go. Uh-oh. Let's go, Stag. Yeah, Stag became very popular in the nineties. Why? Because, as I write in my book, the Fiscals. Now, as far as I'm concerned, 
This all started in 1970 when Ronald Reagan passed the first no-fault divorce law written by the National Association of Female Attorneys called the Family Act of 1970. So by the time 90s roll around, 20 years of decimation of economic disaster that brought divorce and men to not want to get married anymore. Well, to finish, to, to finish. Therefore, this, they're not interested in reproducing anymore. This is the key part. This is actually finished. And now we're in this world where half the population doesn't have a dad, thanks to the Family Act of 1970. This is actually finishes it. So, I really don't know what to do because I, I don't want to come promise my morals and values just to find a man, but am I asking to have my cake and eat it too? <laughs> and pay for it. So, you know... They have to pay for the case. The, she can't... She Women like this, they, they can't compute and calculate that the problem is their ideology and philosophy, you know? That it, 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 that it contradicts and conflicts with real manhood and real womanhood because... And this is where I come in, in, in both my... As a critic and a writer, and going back to Marlowe, the... The women in in media in in the cult, the women in on in film and movies and TV shows today are men. They're men, you know. They there there's nothing feminine about them. This is what feminists has wrought. Feminism has wrought, and now women are paying the double price with the whole trans thing, which is erasing them, and they can't. They're too deep in the well to get out of it, you know, to stop it. Yeah, uh, I can't believe that women aren't standing up for other women in sports. I mean, it's amazing to allow men to to run them jagged. They're nothing, worse than that. They're nothing worse and more demeaning and, and misogynist. And, to uh, make fun of them in a way... Yeah, we're going to run in your sport and beat you because to show you you guys suck. The way conservative men never would, you know? It's... it's, it's so, so I think I found it. Wait a second. Recently had was that as a liberal woman... It is really hard to find a man who is willing to play the more traditional masculine role in the relationship in today's day and age. Who is not a conservative? A man who wants to pay on the first date, who wants to open your door, who has that want and desire to take care of you and to provide. Who is not a conservative? And obviously as a liberal woman, I do want to be respected for my independence. And I do want to have my own autonomy in the relationship and not be confined or conform to the traditional female, homemaker, childbearing role. And most of the men that I've dated who do have that more natural provider masculinity about them are normally conservative. So I don't really know what to do because I don't want to compromise my morals and values just to find a man. But am I asking to have my cake and eat it too? Precisely. You're well, asking what? for me to buy the cake doesn't and you eat me too. Doesn't and, and, and there was another poll that just came out that that men <coughs> men, young men, are moving right, slightly right. I mean they're you know, they're moving slowly right. Women, young women, are moving rapidly left. It's it's you know, that that poll just and you know what you know what really makes women more left than ever? They want to continue having the right to abort. It's the saddest thing. And, and, 
that 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 is forty years of indoctrination. That's exactly think. right. Yeah, that's exactly forty years of indoctrination to convince a woman that she has that option instead of celibacy is working. They don't want that to like, something that doesn't something that the, some of the hottest guys that women want to sleep with. They don't want to raise their children. They want no business with them. Half of the hottest guys we know, us as men, have a box of rocks in their heads. Uh, can't hold a conversation like you can in a movie. Why? Well, because they won't go to the movies that you go to. They'll only see uh, <laughs> videos. Iron Man and... Uh, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 those, thing, and those, thing, those things are whole. I mean, they had a chance to be good, but they're not. I mean, they're and not... And also, women have, in many ways over this course of feminism, have watched their moms raise them without a man. So when that becomes uh, pervasive in a, country, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a society, now you have a double-edged sword. Not only are a lot of women raising families alone, uh, and the ward is the state of the children, you and I, who have parents that were married for billions and billions of years, right. maybe your parents were divorced. No, no, no. Uh, if my daughter goes over, I'm divorced, if my daughter goes over to a, a solid family, I see how happy she is right away. Right. As soon as she enters their home, there's a certain homecoming. A, f- a, f- a friend's house. Yeah, homecoming in a friend's house that I can't provide her. And... I, I don't have kids, unfortunately. Yeah. I'd love to. When you see those idiosyncrasies, not only does it weigh on you even more, but you made a bad decision on who you have a child with, which happens to be their mother. But that's but that's not quite the same thing. because a Yes, lot, it is. It's pervasive. That's what she's talking about. Yeah, but, but she, this this girl, I mean, you just sit, you, you, you want to you just, well, <laughs> I was going to say. I, I would like to know f- further, if I can find out her name. Of Find out if she's from a divorced home or not. Of, oh, well, of course you know, they give her a name. Of course they, yeah, do. they do. They give her a name here. Yeah, uh, because it's. Uh, I found it as uh, 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 someone who posted it, a TikTok person. Yeah, flip, the flip flop report. Um, but I don't think she. Let me see here. If I, let me go to the subtitle. I mean, let me go into her her actual thingamajig here. Uh, See what her name is, because and maybe they are keeping it so she doesn't get swamped by uh, offers. Nobody gives a hoop. Uh, ultra feminist complains that only masculine men are left uh, are conservative. Um, what's it say here? Pure talk. Uh, uh, maybe her name is Tatum. Let me see. Tatum. Uh, Tatum something. Uh, it'd be nice to know who she is. And find out if she's from a divorced home or not, because what made her so damn liberal? She doesn't have to be. What, what do you mean? College did, high school and college did, man. Well, you don't uh, have to be. For, you, you no longer have to be a divorced couple. You know, no, you just got. If, ra- if you're raised in a divorced home, you, you are one thousand times likely to become liberal. That used to be the way, but now anybody good eighty percent of anybody people, who drinks public water, anybody who goes to school is, is comes out like you know they go in with their brains full of mush and they come out all twisted and turned inside. And yeah, they go into college already mush. Yeah, and and, and they're receptive to that because per- perfect example, my son. Yeah, my son was born. I was not even married to his mom. 
She the, was very liberal. The Jewish, Trump, the Jewish girl. Yeah, uh, Orthodox, Ivy Leaguer. Wow. Super liberal. Mm, of course. And you know, you can imagine the arguments I was having with her. <laughs> it's just, it was just, you know, unbelievable. Hours of yelling at each other, and we both liked it. She was an attorney, and I was a wannabe attorney. Well, guess what? My son went off to Penn State. Uh-huh. You think he came out a liberal? No way now. Good for he him. He came out more conservative. <laughs> Why? Because I was drilling in his head at age two. Good for you. I was indoctrinating him. <laughs> That's what a, a parent's supposed to indoctrinate. <laughs> and guess what? I, I, I can't believe that, that I pulled it off. Right. And I'm very proud of it. Now. Should be. In the marriage... I had a daughter. Right. Different woman, much more aligned with me uh, culturally in terms of a public school teacher that was conservative. Wow. Very rare. Yeah. <laughs> Bless, you. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry, folks. This is the harsh reality of <laughs> Mac on the Rock. I'm Mac, I'm Mac with a muffle and a cough. I've been struggling with my, my childhood uh, asthma. It has come back to haunt me big time. And all of a sudden, I realized she just wasn't conservative enough, <laughs> right? So my daughter wavers. Oh. And, for instance, on Instagram during COVID, she had the audacity to post Black Lives Matter that was circulating at school. And she didn't want to admit that she was going to take it down because of what I said. She let it sit there and bother me for the longest time. So... Uh, she threatened me with, you know, if, you, if I start posting on it, you know, there's a communist organization. You know, these are uh, nothing more than a, a spinoff of all the black revolutionary yeah, Marx, movements. Marxist. Marxist. Clan, Clan she goes, if you post that on my side, I'm going to delete you. I go, you're going to tell me that I need you on your Instagram? Honey, look on my Instagram. <laughs> You've been deleted already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on. I mean, you think I'm? I can handle it's, my daughter. It's, 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 yeah. Look, I, I've, I don't want to. You know, uh, I'm, I'm waiting to get the word on the TV pilot that I wrote for a very conservative, very major. Pro- You're gonna have to sell that to the Christian Network. Okay? No, it's, it's, it's bigger than the Christian Network, actually. The, 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 the what? The plot line. The, no, the people that paid me to write it. The producer. Okay, therefore, why, uh, why are you suspect of him liking it? Well, it's it, it's it's a decision by committee in the movie business. Ooh. You see, it, he lo- he likes it. He submitted it, so it's all you know. Now it's a bunch of people like you know. So that you're going to ruin our radio show because you're going to have to move to Hollywood. No, no, no. This this would be this would be filmed in this. This is based in Nashville. Okay, so we're okay. And I heard in Nashville, yeah. open their legs and arms I, to the movie business. Yes, but yeah, it was, it's complicated. Uh, but I have two people that moved to Nashville for that reason. Right? No, well, Na- Nashville is, is is exploding, and Hollywood is is dying. Hollywood, I call it. You know. Uh, well, COVID killed them because we stopped going to the theater. Pre 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 COVID, the, the the well the 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 the, the movies, the, the politics, the mo- the politics was the already mo- going bad. The movie sucked. People want but s- the 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 art of being a, the big screen is gone. No, we could care less. Everybody's Netflix now, so. I'm the first guy that wants to sit in a beautiful screen, eat popcorn, eat a eat a hot dog, and enjoy my movie. As I wrote, about, and I, I still don't get up and do it. As I wrote 
not only today, but in, in today's column, but last week's column, which was about Cleopatra. Now, Cleopatra, the actress, is hideous because beauty is sexist. That's the Holly. So the element that made the movie business. Yeah, sexy you know, broads. The, yeah. <laughs> se- you know, the, the element, you know. My God. Feta Barra, you know. Uh, Sophia, uh, 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 Loren, now for Sophia Vergara. Long, but, long before. Rita Hayworth, you know, Kim Novak, you know. J- j- Barbara Streisand. Yeah, uh, bar- Barbara No, not Streisand, the other one. Um, uh, the, the, no, the. And Barbara, people would go because it because it if you look at the movie theaters was the pillars and the old movie theaters was the pillars and the columns it was Olympic it was the idea of looking at beautiful people on the big springs like looking at the gu- at uh, one gu- time they served as an example for right. the rest of us well well but 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 yeah but now he, you're all a bunch of regular but but, but even for a long time even as late as the nineties. Was and I've written about this. Was the romantic comedy the rom- women? You, you know what is a billion, fi- a multi-billion-dollar industry? The romance novels. Women love romance novels. Yeah. Yet and yet, what it, of all this incredible cottage industry making billions? You know, Fabio and you know, what? How much of it gets on screen? Zero. Zero. Because the women are, you know, waiting for a guy, you know, and and they're they're strong, they're you know, they're they're worthy of the guy, but that aspect, just the fact that it's heteronormative and that they're beautiful is, you know, you can't because the people running Hollywood are ugly. They crave ugliness and you know, and that's how it is. Uh um um I'm in a situation where, in order, in order, in order to attack this this subject correctly, mm. I have to pretty much discard all the authorities that think they're correct. Why? They're in a committee of acceptance. Yes. So when I when I bring the origins of how we got here. And I go as far back as the first no-fault divorce in 1970 that spread to the mm-hmm. 50 states. Ironically, the, the most liberal of them was the last to pass it, which was New York State. We, we did exactly what the communists did in the seventh tenement of the Communist Manifesto. Mm-hmm. The only difference is, in communism, under the Bolsheviks, the house did not go to the woman. It went to the state right. if you got divorced. Yeah, of course. We gave it to the woman. We gave it to the woman. Now the woman becomes a state, right? Well, guess what? The state owns her. Why? She depends on them. There's no question that women to get the child support. There's no question that women have been forced to marry the government, and that's a, and because that's the government policy. And use the strong arm of the government to get the money. Well, that 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 I mean, that's what destroyed the black community in in the and the white one. Well, yeah, but more more the I mean, if you look at the kids in wedlock. In the you know early in the sixties seventy to thirty now it's completely flipped you know now it's, now it's the other way around because of the, the war on poverty suppose you know, the, yeah and 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 we, there's more poverty today than correct. there ever was because 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 leftist policies never never 
work. Yet their candidates still win elections. And they, that that's where we are. I mean, that's the problem, you know. Is that not cognitive dissonance to the max or what? It, 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 it be, be, because if if you're in the Matrix, and I, you look, the Matrix was a great movie. Those guys are the 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 Wachowski brothers and other wife Shosky sisters. You know, they're, 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 no, they really are. They're they they they're complete. They're women. You know, trans women now. Both, no way. They are both both people. Both brothers that made this movie. No way. Yeah, no. Look it up, man. No way. Yeah, to, yeah they. One oh, of wait, them, wait, you gotta give me their last names. Uh, the, the name is hard to spell. What, Wachowski, Wachowski. I'll, I'll let me, let yeah, me. Yeah, so we can find a YouTube video on this that they became transgender. The both, both of them. Both of them. Did they also get married? So they make it insightful. I mean, ancestral. No, no, but, <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> but, but, you know, the first movie, the Matrix movie. Of course, uh, you know, my my motto is that Star Trek was there first. Star Trek first created this. Society living in a compute computer illusion, you know, they just ran with it and made this very successful movie, and uh, and uh, directors. <laughs> yeah, you got that name. I'll never be able to get it on my own. <laughs> they were brothers. Now they're sisters. Now they're now they're su- yeah. They, they were. I don't know what their first name. It's the what. Wachowski. Okay, let's do the letters. W-A-C-H-O, Wachowski Brothers. That's how, when the Matrix came out, that's how they were. That's who they were and how they were built. Now, they're Lana Wachowski and Lily Wachowski. Oh, my God. Both of them. Jeez, Louise, what's coming? This is real dystopian times. No, no, it's, 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 you're sitting and go, man. Okay, here we go. Have you been injured in an auto accident? Look at this. Not many people know this, but the brothers who created The Matrix, one of the best movies ever, now look like this. From brothers, they became sisters. Telepathy or symbiotic relationship. I began to believe voices in my head. So why are we only learning about this now? And what other secrets in the Matrix were hidden from us? This is the transformation of Lily and Lana Wachowski. And by the end of this video, you will learn something about trust. No one, not even the Wachowskis themselves, was ready for the global phenomenon, the Matrix. What is the Matrix? All you have to know is that it's the story of a man called Neo who discovers that the life he lives is a lie. His goal in this movie is to uncover the truth behind the seemingly real world that he lives in. No one has ever done anything like this. That's why it's going to work. It was brave. It was powerful, it was breathtaking, and that is how it became one of the biggest movies of all time. But, like I told you, this is not a story about two siblings' success, it's about trust. Because the Wachowskis found themselves on top of the world exactly when they decided they should trust the story they have inside of them. Not the story that Hollywood wanted them to make, but the story from their hearts. Some would say that we have some sort of telepathy or symbiotic relationship. Others would say we just have one idea. 
and as they explored the magical world of the Matrix, they stumbled upon the truth that was always there inside them. Truths that are revealed in hidden messages in the movie. How Neo is offered to take a red pill to find out the real truth about his world is similar to how trans women take estrogen pills to help them with their transition. Take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. A character they named Switch was also planned to switch genders. And the idea in the movie that reality feels wrong can be compared to gender dysphoria. A form of mental stress that trans people experience during their development. What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is. But it's there. All these things reminded them of what they know deep down inside. That the duo everyone called the Wachowski brothers were really sisters. Deep in their hearts they knew they are trans women. But they hid their own truths from everyone else because they knew trans people only received hatred from people. I began to believe voices in my head that I was uh, a freak, that I am broken, that there is something wrong with me, that I will never be lovable. Instead, while they were writing The Matrix, they revealed their truth inside the movie. Fast forward to later, it took them years to trust and reveal their truth in the real world. But according to them, it was all worth the wait. Nightfam. I understand how controversial this topic is to some. Some. She, he knows how controversial the topic is. Yeah, but, I'll, but I'll he's, say, but he's with them. Their truth, and you know, did, you know the, the. No, I, I don't think. I don't think it. I, I, it behooves me to say this. At this point, since this is so absolutely up, uh, obtruse from every angle, yours, mine, and, and his, we really can't question when someone has a take on something and generates and edits and gets it up on YouTube I've got a bunch of videos on YouTube I can assure you that what I post has meaning to me the problem the and I don't really need others to understand it all I know is I better get it up on YouTube before I fall into dementia the 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 problem is <laughs> the, the 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 problem is that we've given way too much quarter you know we've given way too much you know unless you come out right now there's people coming out and saying you know stop it i mean th- this is this is yeah it has to get really bad yeah, before you, it gets you, better you, yeah you you, you you finally have people like in you know you, literally laws against you know Child, you know, block. Well, this is no different than Goebbels. What, what he would do for free on Jewish boys and girls during the Holocaust, those experiments were legitimizing here in America. How many, a hundred years later? But, but a this lot. This is insane. But, but a lot. Uh, 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 I mean, well, we're. How can you. Well, we're talking juice, about. Juice kids up with female hormones and make them female. Because they they wanted to, but what we're talking—they're going to regret that later and jump off a building somewhere. What we're talking about, though, uh, not is not just transgender, which is which is all evil and horror per se, but it's social contagion is the key. You know how we're talking about Hollywood. We're talking about the you know the how do how do these things happen? You know how does this girl? 
how does this girl you know whining about you know liberal guys being weenies which they are you know they are uh, 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 yeah and they and 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 my hollywood friend it started off with metrosexuals my, my hollywood friends <laughs> have you know unfriended me because even though i don't say it they know that yeah you, you think one of them said you think I'm this real we you know this really girly no, man. I don't think yeah. you are and and I go I I can't answer that but if you if you have these beliefs yes then you are a girly man I'm sorry you know yeah yeah I I always say it in a much more vulgar <laughs> ma- manner but if you give these if you, if you and I, I it's very Cuban and the way I say it, it <laughs> it's gonna sound very racist too uh yeah. I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a brute. I'm a uh, I'm a bully. I'm a jerk. I'm insensitive until that big that big man comes into the house in the middle of the night. Correct. Are you going to take him on, Correct. or am I going to take him on? Correct. And that's when she shuts. But up. they're yeah, but they're, but but they're told, and if you look at a movie, they're they're told that they can take them on, you know, and, yeah. they, and they can't, they can't, and they can't, and you know, and one thing they, the, you have these movies where you have these one hundred pound girls beating up these three hundred guy. No, you're seeing it now. Three hundred pound guy, and yet, and yet, some swimmer. No, what was it? A bicyclist. Just today, a bicycle guy just broke every freaking record in a girl's, you know, bicycle. Shh. You know, he, he just went. In, so, and we accept it as no, as normal. But no, they're they they're going crazy, and this girl is going crazy. She doesn't realize that to get a real guy, she's got to be a real girl, yeah. and yeah, instead she's got to live this fantasy world, you know. And it's 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 fascinating. So that I'm in the culture, you know. I'm a writer. I'm a story story storyteller guy. Storyteller about Sto- your culture. Storyteller. You know, I, I I I do the criticism of it, which is you know my my columns, and. But I'm all, I also write it now. In, in the in, in the case of this uh, TV pilot, I created a seductress character. A se- you know, you, good old fashioned. Uh, sexy. Yeah, because you know, a guy can't a liberal guy. She she you 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 know. Uh, uh, are we done? We're not done. I just turned off the you, YouTube. You know, you know the. Um, we are done in a second or so. Okay. Well, your you, final comments are this guy uh, O'Keefe. O'Keefe, you know. Yeah. So, you know O'Keefe. He has all these guys spill the beans. All these liberal guys spill the beans on all these secrets because they go on on a date with these hotties. You know. And they're not attracted to him. <laughs> huh? No. They're they, attracted to each of other. Of course, no. Of course they are. <laughs> they haven't had a girl like that in front of them forever, so they're just telling them everything. You know. Or in the case of the, uh, the case of the. Uh, the uh, Pfizer guy, uh, a gay guy, you know, yeah. uh, a handsome gay guy, you know. That's how it works. That's how Fang Fang got, you know, picked up Swadwell. Right? Yeah. But well, you, it's, a, it's 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 so it's so um, unbelievably sad. Right. When women realize you don't really want to be a guy. You don't want to act like us. You don't want to dress like us. You don't want to be us. Believe me. They're told to be a, a guy. It's a bitch to be a dude. Yeah. Be happy you're a female. They think that, that because they've been, feminists have told them that the female mystique is weakness, you know? Yeah. It's very, it's very. So they got to be men. And what happens? Political bipolarity, <clears throat> which is called the progressive virus, instilled in my book and now in your urban dictionary. Google it. It'll say progressive virus, and a, and a chapter in my book will come out 
which is associated with Kennedy. But if you uh, search it on the on the Urban Dictionary, you'll say you'll see uh, progressive virus way before the coronavirus, and you'll see but political bipolarity is nothing more than a bunch of planned outcomes that only materialize in low birth rates. Also, subscribe to the American Spectator, spectator.org, and uh, the culture is the way to win the political game. Thank you. And stay free. Guess who? These eyes. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 and Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.